Hey everyone, this is Posty, and I've got another Super Deluxe Special Edition of the Sleep With Me podcast for you. It's our way of saying thanks to all of you who are supporting the podcast as patrons. Uh, so thank you, and let's get into it. come to the show having trouble sleeping and have had no idea that I helped to do some of the editing and I do these super deluxe shows. Um, so yeah, they'll tell me about the podcast and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I know that. I'm, I'm a little familiar with that one. Uh, so that's really fun. And the other day that happened to me with some close friends. They've recently started listening. Um, but they told me something interesting that they actually listen to the podcast at a slower speed. They slow it down, I think, to like 75% speed. Um, so Scooter is speaking even slower. Uh, and I, I thought that, that was interesting and kind of funny that as much as Scooter is amazing at making his show quote-unquote boring, they wanted it to be even more so. Uh, and that's what works for them to get to sleep, and I think that's awesome. So for tonight's Super Lux, um, I thought we could all try that together. Uh, I've made some really sleepy, slow-moving, relaxing kind of meditative music, and Scooter talks a little bit slower than he usually does, and uh, hopefully, with any luck, it can help you get some sleep tonight. Okay, again, I want to say thank you for supporting the show, and good night. It's time for a holiday episode of Tale of the Tape, and this will be another one where I say, oh boy, how do I not remember this stuff so well? Yeah, because, uh, so I'm going to cover 
Oh boy, what is even the name of this? I, here's the thing, did I already do this once? I'm not sure. So I'm gonna do what I believe is the Rankin and Bass special, Santa Claus is coming to town. I'll try to remember it, we'll see how long that takes. Maybe it'll bring up other, it definitely bring up other uh, holiday specials that I try to, you know, I mean, I think it's an hour long. It might even be an hour and a half. I don't know, with commercials, it may be two hours or it could be 30 minutes. I have no idea. It is a special that uh, it used to, like, uh, it has a special place in my heart uh, because it's, uh, what is that? Is it, is it claymation? Well, here's a good question. It doesn't look like clay to me. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's a stop-motion animation. And I'm pretty sure that there's two different ones that I'm Like, then I say, okay, well, this isn't the one with that other thing. So maybe we should run through those things. But then what would be... But that's fine. So... Okay, so yeah, let's run through... Okay, so this is a holiday special. And it, I don't know, I think it existed before I was born, but it would still be on TV regularly every year for free broadcast TV. Now it's probably on one of those cable channels that plays that has all the specials. I think it once was there was like a family channel. I don't think the channel was particularly friendly to families, but maybe then it became a regular family channel. I don't know. What's a regular family anyway? So, I know I've seen it, I can't remember the last year. They do, I mean, I think I've talked about, I don't know if it's, I don't think I have a holiday special FOMO, but I do have that, whatever the opposite of that is. Well, not the opposite, you know, for, for, uh, well, now I'm experiencing something like the combination of forgetfulness and regret, which does sound like forget. Is that what forget really means? I regret forgetting. I forget. Uh, but a lot of times the things I forget I don't regret. Uh, uh, have we met? Uh, okay, when did this become a Seuss? Uh, so, where was I? So, okay, so once upon a time, or on a regular basis, there's a holiday special called, I think Santa Claus is coming to town. It may feature the work, work or the music of Burl Ives, uh, but it may not. It does have stop motion animation, which I can tell you if you, you haven't seen this special or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or there's like another special, that, there's like two other ones, one of which is, uh, I, I've, I've, I've like recorded it on the DVR, I don't have a DVR, but the cloud still does that for me. Because uh, I use the, like, a, one of the alternative TV so sources. Uh, I think I've taught, I guess I could publicly say that I use YouTube TV, and I've, I've been uh, pleased with it for a few years. But previously I recommended PlayStation View, View something, but then that one is going to go... Uh, I think it's going bye-bye. 
So anyway, that's probably how I'll watch it this year. But one of the issues is I never remember. So I have like a lot of uh, holiday special regret. I've probably talked about this before. Ian Cookie Cooking Regrets. Where I say, this year, me and my daughter are going to make cookies and watch specials. Uh, and then around January 8th, I realized the holidays have passed and we were so busy. Oh, with, uh, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, as, like, uh, uh, like, uh, somebody once said, life happens when you make it, when you're making, I don't know, there's a reason why we all forget, uh, that's why I think, uh, life happens while we make other plans, is that what they say? That was a walrus that said that, right? Maybe? Uh, okay, so... Once upon a time, there was a holiday special called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It was a stop-motion animation special. I've watched it a lot of times. I've probably watched it at least once in the past five years. And because I think I like, have slightly less exposure to it, I rank it higher. I don't have an official ranking of holiday specials. Uh, but I've probably seen a few, too, one or two too many times. I mean, I mean though in the past ten, though as long as I've had a child, I don't know if I've overwatched any of them. Uh, but if you're saying, Scoots, what's stop motion animation? What's this ranking in bass? What is this? If you've seen the movie Elf uh, uh, with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, made by John Favreau, uh, that that, uh, that movie starts off, or maybe it ends. I think it starts off. Bob Newhart, of course, a uh, great influence of this podcast, subconsciously mostly, but it clearly without Bob, I wouldn't have a podcast for sure. Or I wouldn't have I wouldn't have personality. Uh, so it's man, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's funny sometimes. So, okay, so there, that, that movie starts off with a stop-motion animation sequence inspired and kind of, uh, I guess, as a homage, we could say, to uh, these Rankin and Bass specials. So I haven't read any interviews with Favreau. Oh, sorry, Mr. Favreau. Uh, but uh, that's my, fav- my daughter's favorite person in the Avengers movies and Spider-Man movies, by the way. It's funny that we'll be covering another. Anyway, so not important. So, where were we? Lost, uh, right, right at the right time. We're lost in the winter snow. So th- this special is a stop motion animation special. It's up there. Oh, it's gonna try to give my rankings. This probably would like make people feel excluded though. So I'll just give some movies that, like uh, specials that I think are. Uh, I don't appreciate enough because I barely, I don't remember which one's which. So Rudolph is like a, like a good one. It's quality. And that's the tale of Rudolph, like that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed, it was back, when, before they were making backstory movies, that was a backstory special. Before there was prequels, there was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was a prequel, I think, to the song, like, uh, 
No, I guess it kind of goes with the song. So maybe the song was a prequel. So it was a reboot of the song. So, Rudolph is a quality a holiday special. I've just watched it a lot of times. Uh, so I'm not in a hurry. I like to, like, forget it. And then I say, oh, wow, I forgot about that part. I love that kid. Kid dentist or whatever. And that dude with, the, like, a... Uh, mountain 49er dude and that penguin so Rudolph's a, like a, I wouldn't say a glory special because I don't want to like it like I think uh, it's just a good special I've seen a lot of times then there's uh, Santa Claus is coming to town which I'd say is the other big stop-motion animation special but then there's the, there's another one uh, with with the heat miser, and I I always get I see is that Santa Claus is no that's not is that the tale? It's like about Jack Frost or something. I don't even I'm not even kidding. I have no idea. Uh, but there's also so there's that one. Then there's one that like has Baby New Year in it or something, and like uh, even some like um. I don't know, some interesting mythology. I've never watched that one when I've had full, like, uh, clear-headedness. And I don't know what that's called, like, uh, uh, Santa actually gets the roots of solstice holidays. Santa in the winter solstice or something it might be called. Where, like, uh, Santa discovers the truth of, of the winter solstice and the true meaning of uh, holiday season. I'm, I'm only partially kidding. I guess the Heat Miser isn't that. Who's at the start? Maybe he Heat Miser's like Rudolph and somebody else uh, save Christmas. Because it's definitely not Jack Frost, because it's like the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser or something, right? But yeah, I don't know what movie that is. I'm sure you'll let me know. I'll probably look it up anyway. But that's a separate movie. So a lot of times they say, does that all happen in, uh, in this movie? It doesn't. So this is a separate movie. It's called, again, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Really is, uh, as far as I was as concerned as a kid, the factual retelling of the backstory of Santa Claus. Uh, but I, because I don't really know um, really much more about, like, uh, the, like, uh, I don't know what other specials were telling the backstory Santa Claus was on when I was a kid. Also, yeah, I probably see Santa Claus funny because I grew up, you know, that's just my accent. Like, because I know Sandy Claus is something else, and Roberta Claus is who I currently part of my holiday belief system. So essentially, this movie tells the tale of, uh, uh, and again, no one's going to get credit here because I see maybe the music's from Burl Lives. Uh, maybe Burl Lives does the voice of Santa Claus. No, not sure about that though, because uh, I think you know I know who does uh, the Grinch is Boris Karloff, uh, and uh, is. I remember that's a Grinch, right? Maybe. 
hopefully this year, when you're hearing this, I'll be meeting the Grinch. Uh, but I'm not positive on that one. You talk about it. So, okay, let's get into the plot. I guess I'm trying to buy time because I was hoping my brain would remember some of the plot or that other movie. The year Rudolph saved Christmas. The Christmas, that might be another special. No, that one's a pretty good one. I wish I remembered more about it. Uh, and even though I did a special, I probably had watched it when I did the special like four or five years ago about the heat miser. So this one, it, okay, so once, I think it starts off with uh, the kids not believing in Santa Claus. That's usually a pretty standard beginning of these kind of movies. So I don't want to say it's tropey because they might have invented the trope. And if you say, Scoots, what year do you think this movie was first made? Oh, it's a special, yeah. I would say probably it wasn't 1930. So it could have been 1930, 1950, or 1970. Though in the 80s it was ubiquitous. And then I'm not sure about the 90s. I, my 90s and Aught kids should weigh in. I love hearing from you. you. Say, well, this is, you know, how else would we know the importance of Sandlot? Well, you know, the great Sandlot, bad news, you know, those kind of things. It's important to know, you know, where you are. Your, your uh, cultural backstory is important too. Though this is more like a the sugar version of those things. Okay, so I have, so I think the movie starts off with like, this is how I'm imagining it starts off. There's a couple of kids and they say, oh shucks, because this was maybe in the 50s when this was made. They said, oh shucks, uh, I don't believe in saying, somebody threw a snowball at me and then Maybe no, I guess I'm picturing the, the, the girl from Frosty. She goes up to another kid and says, Why are you so down? He says, Oh, shucks. Uh, I was, you know, I may read a, a poem I made to Santa Claus in class today, and then uh, all the kids, you know, laughed and made me down. And she says, Well, you believe in Santa Claus too? And then the kid says, Not anymore. And then Santa Claus just happens to be standing there, you know, like regular, you know, undercover clothes, uh, like muggle. I know this isn't what happened, but uh, let me just try to reassemble my brain, you know. And then Santa Claus says, you know, ho, 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 I know a little bit about that, that magic in that old tin hat they found. They say, what are you talking about? Uh, what, you know, what are you doing? And they say, oh, well, uh, did you know Santa Claus's real name is Chris Kringle? Maybe the kids are doing a report, but none of this happened, but I'm try I don't remember how it started. So I'm just trying to brainstorm out loud. But, so something like that. So then Santa starts telling his story, or Chris Kringle. Yeah, the tale, because they say, well, okay, that's not, I think then the kids go through a litany of lists, as I love to do on this podcast. Well, 
Santa doesn't go down chimneys, doesn't never happened. Doesn't have reindeer that fly. Doesn't bring, you know, doesn't bring kids presents or, you know, why in the heck would he? And so Santa's got an answer for all that. Like, like, say, well, there's all this added. There's a reason for all those traditions. They're not just for fun. And maybe this was a 50s movie because it kind of has a post to, like, uh, it has a 50s feel to it, but I'm not sure. Uh, so then what happens is that uh, there's some sort of oblique reference uh, to, uh, no, he seen is born, but I don't remember that part. Then there's some sort of event, and Santa ends up at this village full of elves as a baby. And I can't imagine how they navigated that. Uh, must have been magic, of course, but because uh, even in Frozen, right, you say, okay, like, like. I'm looking forward to Frozen 2. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it'll be out. Uh, so, so, like, uh, you say, well, how'd that baby get into, like, a, a, a village full of elves? Uh, now, at this point, the elves were not toy makers. I don't believe uh, they were, uh, they were living in a forest village. They were very nice and kind. They think they practiced some sort of community, community-based living. Not that they lived on a commune, but uh, it seemed like they shared resources in those things. Uh, I think they had kind of a, like a basic belief system and kindness and uh, and that kind of stuff. And so this baby, human baby, was delivered to them, and they cared for the baby. And I think somewhere in there it said his name was Chris Kringle. Like maybe there was like a like a like a, one of those baby cards that comes with babies, right? So that's uh, so that's how the, that's the beginning of the story where he says, "Oh yes, once upon a time, Santa was just a baby, just like you and you and you." Probably touches their noses, which. Uh, I shouldn't do, even if you're Santa Claus. Uh, so then he says, oh yeah, live with the elves, it's pretty darn great. And they had to make clothes for me because they were different, you know, as I grew. Just similar to the movie Elf, uh, in reverse, I didn't even think about that. Holy cow, how am I, how did I not realize that? It only took, you know, I am a full-grown adult, but so, just like the plot of Elf, but in reverse, uh, just a little bit more condensed in the special. Uh, no, wait, is it the same? Because he's a human living with elves. Uh, the way it's not reversed. Has there been a movie where an elf had to live with humans? Uh, I mean, I guess in Elf that kind of happens, too. So, man, it's a good thing that this is a sleep podcast, right? And that uh, Coleridge's retelling of the great holiday specials. 
So he, he's a grown up. He, he's different. He says he, he starts wearing uh, red pajamas. I think that's the only thing they can make him or something. And at some point he realizes he's a little bit different and he says, uh, I think I'd like to meet some humans uh, one day. And they say, okay, well, Probably going to be not easy for you. Also, I think to support their community, they're doing some sort of, they do some sort of production and trade, you know, for goods they can't produce themselves because they live in a wintry region in the forest. And I think Chris starts to do that. Uh, and eventually, Decides, okay, well, they say, well, there's a couple of things. One, there's this uh, ice wizard that lives in the woods, doesn't like people at all. And uh, so that's one thing you should know. Two, we just don't know a lot about these humans to begin with. So that's probably not a good idea either. And Chris says, well, you know, uh, and plus he's like a, like a teen, a, a teen, like, he's like, uh, hey, like, uh, you know, I got all these feelings, and I, like, uh, and I have yearnings to be, you know, among other humans. Uh, and they say, well, okay, well, maybe you should get out, maybe you should get out of here then. Maybe you should go on this adventure. And maybe, I thought there was some sort of, like, maybe he wasn't leaving forever, so... I don't know if he's, if they were actual toy makers. This is where I get mixed up because of my memory. So, the next couple things happen in, uh... I don't know what order they happen in. So let's try to play it out. So the, the two next two things is, like, uh... Chris meets a school teacher, and Chris meets the, the, um, the ice wizard. And I realize if you're a super fan of this movie, it can't be easy for you listening, so I'm going to try to keep it going slower and slower, because you probably know the name of the wizard and everything like that, so, I, you know, that's, I have my sympathy. But there's also, I got 299 other episodes ready to go for you. So, let's see, what would make more sense? Because the only things I know is like, eventually he goes to the town and leaves and comes back and leaves and comes back. Um, I think he also makes a couple other sidekicks. Like, maybe, he, maybe there's a penguin in this movie and not in um, the, like, Rudolph movie, or maybe there's a penguin in both of them, or some sort of other woodland creatures. So let's just say Chris goes out, makes friends with the woodland creatures, which was nice. Uh, then he meets, uh, like, a woman, a school teacher, who's, uh, no, I guess she was just, she's like a nature lover. She's out on a hike, um, and I, I think that's it. Like, uh, he comes across her, he says, hey, I, whoa, I've never met another human before. 
and he has dulcet tones both when he's singing and speaking and so she says wow hey like uh and he says hey and, and, and she says um, yeah i'm just hiking and he says oh interesting uh, and then he i think he maybe he just goes to town the first uh, and he gets to this town, and it's like uh, very dreary. And I don't know if this is the same plot as like bed knobs and broomsticks or something, because I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I have this deep down sense that the plots are similar. I'll have to rewatch that movie soon. Um, or Chim Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Maybe, I don't know, is it like one of those movies, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Bread... First of all, it's Chitty Chitty Bang 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 and Bread Knobs and Broomsticks. It's been like six years since I talked about that. I still call it Bread Knobs and Boomsticks. By accident, but what's it called? Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, right? Uh, so I don't know if those are uh, the same plot. All three of those movies share a similar plot or not, but um, those are all like older children's movies. Uh, so, so you know, he goes to this dreary town. Basically, everybody shuns a stranger. Not a welcoming town. A lot of isolation, a lot of frowns, uh, a lot of unhappy kids, uh, and he me he go he says, "What is going on with this town?" Like, because the elves are full of joy, I think, uh, and song and play. So he again shares with the movie elves. Uh, I guess uh, there's a reason it was super successful. So then uh, he says, what's going on in this town? Why isn't everybody? And finally he meets a couple of kids and they say, they say, uh, he says, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you having any fun? And they say, well, fun's banned in their town. And he says, why aren't you having any toys? And they say, well, we don't like toys around. And he says, well, like elves, we play with toys all the time. And they say, not in our town. No toys allowed. And he says, holy mackerel, this is uh, not good. This is not what I'm into. And they say, it's a bummer. Now, maybe he was, like, originally carrying some toys. Um, and maybe that was his original, like, uh, trade mission. Uh, but I, I think... Um, so I don't know what happens next, but I what I presume happens is uh, he uh, gives the kids a couple of toys. And maybe he only has a couple, so he, he, gives, he meets the two kids, which are also projections of the kids that Santa Claus is talking to in the present day. And they, he gives the kids, like, whatever, a, a train and a... Uh, in a ball or something, or a yo-yo, or maybe a, like a doll. Maybe a train and a doll, or a bear. Also, maybe he meets the teacher again. He 
page, he says, what are you doing giving these kids toys? Uh, and then he sings her song. There's definitely a musical in this. Uh, though I don't remember any of the songs uh, up until this point. But I think at this point there's a musical number. I don't know if this is the first time or the second time they met. Maybe this is still the first time. I mean, it definitely has a that have we met before vibe. Because first she says, you know, you can't, everybody's going to get in trouble, toys are outlawed. He says, what kind of place outlaws toys? And she says, uh, this place that we currently live in. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of living somewhere else, so we abide by the rules. Uh, and he says, well, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm in a red suit and I do whatever I want. Uh, and she says, well, that's not, the world's just not that simple, Chris. And he says, it is as simple as this toy you've always wished for. So he gives her a toy, which solidifies kind of their, um, potential, I don't know, potential for romantic involvement, uh, or a true, like, uh, she says, oh, it softens her heart a little bit, I guess. And then I think at some point, Chris goes, uh, you don't know, it's some, so there's a, the town is controlled by somebody uh, very familiar. His name's Burgermeister Meisterberger. And uh, he's like a, like, a, like a bit of a dictator and to just to take the tater out too, and uh, he hates toys. Then he trips on the kid's uh, train. Uh, I may be getting, again, I may be getting the events mixed up. Uh, and again, he rebands, he collects all the toys, they destroy all the toys. But at some point, uh, before the Burgermeister, or so the Burgermeister keeps, uh, what do they call that, like accelerating the banning of toys and the strictness around that. And Chris Kringle, uh, he starts to fall into the, um, the other side of it, of like going in to back to the elves to get more toys. Now, at some point, again, he has some sort of forest friends. I can't remember which ones. Uh, I think he sings to all of them, and they like to hear him sing. So, I don't think he sings Winter Wonderland, but he's definitely walking in a Winter Wonderland. And so the forest friends like him, but at some point, when he's going back and forth with these toys, could have been the first trip, could have been the last in this trip that I'm talking about. He goes back to, he keeps going back to his elf, elven people, and he says, keep making these toys. Uh, there's kids out there that need them, and they don't have joy like we do, or something, you know, something to play with and enjoy, uh, to, you know, take you out of your head, put you in the present moment. That's pleasurable and fun. And the elves say, how terrible. So he goes, so he starts to head back, or he's on a trip back when he encounters this uh, wizard. And the wizard lives in a place called, like, the Frozen Forest, or, you know, something like that. They, you know, they say, maybe it was on his first trip. They say, do whatever you do, 
uh, don't go there because the frozen forest is where the wizard or the wizard of uh, the ice wizard or whatever lives. And I, I don't know if Paul Freeze, I, I, I want to say that, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but I want to say Paul Freeze is, uh, uh, you know what, just another thing they just realized is uh, that uh, maybe this is narrated like from the North Pole by Santa Claus. Uh, so I don't know about that because now I'm picturing like Santa Claus in like formal like some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a, a dress gear, not like a, with a beard, kind of undercover, talking to kids. So basically the same thing as I said before. But I do think this wizard, like, that was what blew my mind, is that Paul Freese plays a wizard. Just a famous voice actor, that's why. Um, but I'm not positive about that, so... He encounters this wizard who at first is foreboding, which again, this is like where it's like these specials kind of share, kind of uh, where it's like that uh, the snow person and uh, Rudolph. Uh, so you say, well, I've seen this p before. Just because I'm four years old doesn't mean, you know, I gotta think, you know what I mean? But you know, who am I? You know, I make it. So, it's basically what happens is, uh, and there's really good singing. I think the wizard has like one or two good numbers. Uh, because what happens is uh, his heart is frozen. And whatever Chris Kringle does, which I think is gives him a teddy bear, uh, melts his heart. And then he everything melts uh, or it was like really frozen like the winter wizard maybe that's what his name is too and basically everything gets melted he becomes much nicer st still has magic but he says geez my magic's not working so hot or something like that and maybe even that's why he was so grouchy or maybe his original magic was uh you know fueled by his uh you know ice cold heart so then he says well i don't have any much more magic left. Uh, so that's a kind of tale about uh, feeling, being, you know, in a grouchy, frozen mood, and then kind of saying, well, I just feel a little bit irrelevant. Uh, but they get along great, so they become friends, and uh, then at some point, Chris confides in the wizard again and says, hey, there's this Burger Meister Meister Burger. Uh, runs the town. He's a rich guy. He's a uh, character. He's he's just he's got like a, whatever those people hangers on. Uh, yes, people. He's a splainer. Doesn't like toys. Uh, I'm gonna keep bringing these kids the toys. And the wizard says, "Well, count me in. Can I, you know, I'll try to help. Uh, basically." So Chris ups the game at some point, and then the teacher and the wizard meet it too, I think, or maybe not. Maybe they don't meet till later. But she is aware of the wizard, and the wizard is probably aware of her. 
So then Chris ups his game. He says, I'm going to keep bringing toys. And then basically the Burgermeister finds out about Chris and says, uh, you know, have you seen this uh, uh, red-headed uh, person uh, dressed in a red suit or something? Uh, so that's why he, I, I think that's why he grows his beard, because his beard just confuses everybody. Uh, because uh, before that, he was clean-shaven. So then he goes undercover with his beard. He's hiding out. He's bringing toys. And the Burgermeister's getting more and more strict. And I think he, like, uh, basically, I think Chris had turns himself in or he gets caught. Uh, and the teacher, maybe not. Maybe the teacher doesn't get caught. But Chris says, uh, you know, don't bother the kids. You know, it's me who's done the wrong. I was encouraging everybody. And I'll take responsibility for that. But this is just wrong because kids deserve toys. Um, and I think, man, like, what if this was still the way that they that also the toys were free? I mean, I don't think the Burgermeister was thinking clearly either. Uh, so he probably needed some better advisors to say, uh, you know, these trees, these toys, uh, why would we just get rid of them? Also, I think there is like a secret desire for the Burgermeister to play with toys. I think he likes like wooden ducks or maybe he, that's what he slips on. So he gets injured. That's when he goes over the top. Chris is busted. Now, I don't know why there was a ticking clock on this, uh, but at some point there becomes a ticking clock. Like maybe, I can't imagine for a kid's special it'd be like the ticking clock you'd expect where if Chris is busted and the clock's ticking, you know, it, but it basically it becomes a rescue movie. And they say, well, how are we gonna get Chris out of there? Cause he's, a bunch, he's in a bunch of trouble. And uh, the, like he's not gonna he's not gonna admit to uh, like swear toys off or something. I don't know what the Burgermeister wants. Like uh, he wants him to you know submit and say toys are gross. Uh, so the school teacher she decides to uh, get him out of there. And I think she probably goes to I don't know if she goes to the elves, but maybe she does. She goes to the wizard. And she says, you remember your buddy Chris, right? And he says, yes, I do. Uh, he gave me this teddy bear or whatever. And she says, he's in trouble. Uh, and he says, I'm washed. She goes, she goes, we need some help. We need some magic to get him out of there. And he says, I'm all washed up. Like, uh, it, uh, like I can't... Uh, like, I can't, I don't have any magic left to say. I would save him, but I'm not good at, you know. And she goes, you got to believe in your heart. Uh, there's got to be something you can do. And he goes, well, what's the sitch? And she goes, well, he's like locked up. And uh, the only way in, I think, is a chimney on the roof. And he goes, huh. Because he do have these magic acorns that I thought... I don't know, they're not, he goes, but I just had an idea if we gave them to these reindeer. Like, I think they would make the reindeer fly, and then I have an idea. 
and she goes, brilliant, do it. Uh, so he feeds these magic acorns to the reindeer. Reindeer gain the ability to fly. Uh, then they, uh, like, they go in, they fly in at night, they go rescue Chris from the thing. But Chris, you know, he can't let it go. He says, uh, you know, we gotta, like, uh, we gotta get to unite the people uh, to get rid of this despot. Uh, and, you know, he's just ruling by, uh, you know, rules and not by the will of the people. And he's not even do, you know, he doesn't believe in this community. He goes, I actually has a race in a, you know, a community, and I want—I think this is a potential community too. He's getting in the way of it, uh, and she goes, "What's your plan?" He goes, "To give." He goes, "We'll put so many toys in there, and the attachment to the toys will be so strong that uh, there's nothing you can do about it. It'll cause like." Uh, Soft, he goes, it's like kind of a bit of soft power. Uh, he goes, it'll be, he goes, this will be like the wooden revolution instead of the velvet one. And she was a school teacher. She, she goes, well, let's sit down. Let me actually go over what it is. And he goes, oh, it's so interesting. I actually learned the facts. Uh, but I didn't pay attention during that part. So then they planned it out it's going to be christmas eve i think it's winter solstice because it's the longest night of the year but i'm not positive about that but that would make sense you know fitting it in with everything and so basically yeah, he has a beard because he's under, he was going undercover he's got the red suit i think is to stay warm because that's what the elves made so then he fills a sack of toys and goes down every chimney in this town and delivers presents. And I think he even came up with a list, uh, like it was like a, like a, um, what do you call that? Uh, a list of the people in the town that were like, okay, we're pro-toy. And he used it as a means of uh, conducting the soft revolution to say, well, if you're good, if you people treat people with dignity and respect and love and you try to step step out of like your fear of other and uh, you accept you know you, you know you practice acceptance and self-care you'll get gifts if you don't uh, I think he even says you know kids make mistakes too but he goes you know try not to be exclusionary try to learn from your mistakes and be a little bit better every day you know like they teach on the good place and they say they say he says then i'll give you presents because that'll be a bribe he goes it feels good and you get some extra dopamine when you open up a gift and ideally you'll be reminded of that when you're playing with your toys uh, and the teacher said isn't this trading one form of uh uh, is this influence for another, and he goes, don't worry about it, uh, this is a good thing. And uh, she says, well, seems like a better, it's an alternative, I guess. 
So then they conduct that stuff uh, by night, and uh, they do it, and everybody gets a toy. Even the, maybe this is when the Burgermeister gets like a duck, uh, like wooden duckies, and even his uh, hangers-on get gifts. And basically, he relents. I think he just gives up his power because uh, he's overpowered by toys and joy. The joy of toys, uh, the joyous toy revolution, and uh, he steps down. He says, "Okay, toys are back. Uh, communal living's back. Dignity and respect is back." And number one, and uh, that's how it all became holidays. So that's the end of this. That's kind of what I remember. So let me look it up to see here on Wikipedia. Uh, what actually is, you know, right and wrong. Alright, so Wikipedia here, let's see what we have, correct and incorrect. Uh, so it came out in 1970, Santa Claus is coming to town, stop motion Christmas television special, Rankin and Bass. And, okay, so we have a couple of mistakes already. Fred Astaire is the narrator, S.D. Kluger. Yeah, Mickey Rooney plays Chris Kringle in Santa Claus. Uh, Keenan Wynn is uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Paul Freeze in various roles. Uh, and it sells a story based on the song Santa Claus is Coming Down by Eddie Cantor from 1934. And like Santa Claus's backstory. A uh, special was created using Japanese stop motion animation called Animagic. Uh, characters made out of wood and plastic and stop motion. Came out uh, December 13th, 1970 on ABC. Oh, it was on ABC Family, which is now called Freeform. Uh, the both channels have edited the special to make room for commercials. ABC cut two songs, as well as cut two other songs in half. Uh, also, they've cut sign, uh, uh, like uh, stuff with the kids. So I gotta find the original version here. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, the DVD releases include uh, all those scenes. Uh, so the plot, uh, S.D. Kluger, uh, Fred Astaire, first is a newsreel talking about children of the world preparing for Christmas in Santa Claus. Uh, though this movie's not Christmas related, I think, except at the end. Yeah, I mean, the Christian Christmas. Uh, but so, so there, that's like the North Pole mail delivery person, this S.D. Kluger, uh, who starts reading children's letters to Santa, and the story begins in Sombertown, ruled by uh, Burgermeister Meisterberger, voiced by Paul Fries. According to Wikipedia, a baby shows up on the doorstep named Klaus. Uh, and Meisterberger's supposed to raise a child. He says, no way. Sends the kid off to uh, be like a, the orphanage, but on the way there, the wind blows the kid away. 
the animals I have to get from the Winter Warlock, uh, and then bring them to an Elvish family by the name of Kringle in Rainbow River, led by Tanta Kringle, uh, voiced by Joan Gardner, the Queen, and her five brothers, Dingle, Wingle, Bingle, Zink, Tingle, and Zingle, all voiced by Freeze. Uh, they raised Chris as their own. Uh, they were originally the first toy makers to the king, which I remember that song, and Chris hopes to restore them. So when he's old enough, he volunteers to bring their toys to Sombertown. Burgermeister banned all toys because he tripped on one, which was a duck. Uh, and anybody having a toy is going to be busted. Uh, Chris meets a penguin who he names Topper. Uh, they dodge the winter warlock uh, who vows to catch them. And then he meets two kids, so I had that right. Gives them uh, gifts uh, as they're washing their stockings. Uh, Miss Jessica, the teacher, tells him what was she doing. He gives her a doll, a China doll. Uh, then he gives more kids, he took uh, toys out, the Burgermeister comes, uh, gives, Chris gives him a yo-yo. At first he's happy, then he says, you're busted. Chris runs with Topper. Uh, they head back to the Kringles, but then they get busted by the Winter Warlock's trees. Uh, Chris gives him a locomotive, and then they become friends. Uh, the Winter Warlock teaches him how to use magic snowballs, which allow him to see everywhere. He finds Jessica. She tells him they got rid of all the um, uh, toys, and the children want new ones, of course. Uh, and Chris says, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on these kids. They better be good, and I'll bring them more presents. Uh, so the Burgermeister hears about this, locks all the doors and windows. And then that's when Chris starts going in through the chimneys and hiding the toys in the stockings. Uh, then the Burgermeister, you know, tricks Chris, plus him, Kringles, Topper, and Winter. Uh, Jessica begs for the release. He says, no way. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. But Winter's not there because she asked Winter to break everyone out, but he's not. He says, I also have magic I've left as his corn. That makes reindeer fly. That could could not be useful. And she says, "Yes, it is." Then everyone escapes. Yeah, but not before the burgermeister swears that he'll never give up or his uh, descendants. Uh, uh, so then I guess Chris is on the on the run. That's why he grows a beard. Then, uh, then Tanta Tanta says. Uh, she says, uh, change your name to Kloss. Uh, uh, then he gets married on Christmas Eve to Jessica. Then they move to, I don't remember the Spartan, move to the North Pole and build their own castle and workshop. Uh, then Chris, he, he delivers toys at night because he's an outlaw. And then eventually it says, this is Wikipedia, so the Meisterbergers uh, like fall out of favor organically and their laws uh, you know disappear so then uh, Chris becomes like uh, popular 
Let's go through it. First toy makers to the king. I remember that one. Uh, no more toy makers to the king. That's by uh, uh, the other dude, Burgermeister. Uh, be prepared to uh, pay if you sit, uh, if you sit on my lap today. Yeah, put one foot in front of the other. I remember that one. My world is beginning today. I can't remember that. Jessica sings it. Uh, a wedding song. Or what better way to tell you. And then Santa Claus. Uh, and actually it was released on Rhino Records uh, October 1st, 2002. So I don't know if that's on Spotify or anything. Uh, it was released on VHS and DVD numerous times. Uh, the 2005 DVD release has Mariah Carey singing the title song. It's also been in box sets. Uh, there was a novelization that came out in 2008. Uh, so a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, there's a video game uh, on the Nintendo DS in 2011. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's a little bit about what I remember and then some actual facts from the uh, television special Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, yeah, I hope you have a great season uh, and uh, good night. <laughs> 